Hello and welcome to Nobody Meet Somebody, the podcast where two comedians who are currently nobody meet somebody who is famous. My name is Mary Picarazzi. And I'm Tanvir Arora. In today's episode, we got to talk with Sandeep Padik. He is a writer, director, actor, and producer of comedy. You may know him from Comedy Central's The Legend of Neil, New Girl, Glitch Text on Netflix, Community, or my personal favorite, The Guilt. I'm, I'm super excited to geek out. I am super excited as well. Let's not waste any time. Let's talk with Sandeep. Welcome, Sandeep. How are you? Oh, man, I'm fantastic. I am fantastic. I love uh, I love you guys. I just love you. That's it. Wait till you get to know us better. Then you'll see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait till the interview goes through. Yeah. I love the idea, I love the idea of you. How about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, in theory, everyone loves us. Yes. Yes, in theory, until they have to do an interview. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, we're gonna have some fun questions. As always, I have my handy dandy shiny red hot. Tanvir, what do you have? I have an iPhone 14 Pro Max to read right. from. <laughs> okay. That's a weird humble brag, but all right, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna kick off. I'm gonna kick off first. Uh oh, okay. Uh, do you get any royalties from any of the guild songs? Uh, for those of y'all that know, uh, with the guild you had Game On, Do You Want to Date My Avatar, etc. Do you still get any money from that? Oh my gosh, great question. Do I? <laughs> or did you ever? <laughs> should I? Should I? Um, you should. Is this I, a Taylor Swift? Oh my God, re-record them. I think we... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, we occasionally will get, they definitely don't parse it out by like where it comes from, but we do still get some really, you know, like, let's put it this way. We can get a couple new pillows a year. Um, <laughs> maybe even a blanket sometimes. Um, but yeah, modest, you know, there's some modest uh, back end, but I, I don't know if it comes from the, <laughs> I don't know if it comes from the videos or not. Um, what I, I mean, get, those, are, those should be residuals is the love of the like the I, I call myself fight club famous where like if you're in the know you know and uh it's few and far between but it's lovely when it happens you'll be randomly at like line in disneyland or something like that and someone will be like hey man really love the guild exactly that voice exactly that voice or like one time it happened at airport security very very fast story which is just uh airport security now imagine you're a brown man in airport security and then the tsa guy's like all right this whole line has to go over here everybody move over there except you and points right at me and i'm like this is in new hampshire too where i'm from like and i was like oh great you know there's not very many brown people in new hampshire they want to like they want to feel my butt i assume <laughs> i'll do something weird i don't know and so i was freaked out and then it, and he's like you come here and he like brings me to the front of the line he's like you can go through man i love the guild uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah i can't cut oh. the line i was like that one was time you gotta have drugs on you man yeah i know i know <laughs> i could have been a mule <laughs> um but yeah that was great that, that that's the residuals i get and i love nice that's a great story though yeah that was good all right, you know, you and I just talked a little bit before we started recording about social media, and uh, you weren't a big fan of it. But how has social media like changed your approach to comedy? Well, I mean, it's uh, that's a great question too. Good job, two for two guys. Um, I think uh, it's it's what what's what the beauty of social media 
because a lot is said about how awful it is. And I think it is, can be very awful. And let's just say I have a small child that I'm mm -hmm. raising and I do not want that child on social media anytime soon. Um, that said, as a comedian, to be able to utilize it as a tool to reach people has been pretty remarkable. Right. I sort of stayed away from it for a while. I, I dabbled with it for a while and didn't want to get lost in it. But lately, since doing stand-up, I've been utilizing – I think stand-up is having a moment on social media. Yeah. It's just like bite-sized, easy-to-consume entertainment, and I'm loving really? doing stand-up. So in that sense – I'm realizing, oh, this is just a huge opportunity to reach a bunch of people that 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 would love, you know, my jokes and my stories and stuff like that. So like that, that is that has been great. I mean, Instagram has been it's how it le led me to you guys, right? Like in, right. in this 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 fun podcast. So um, in that and like I was telling uh, Thunvi earlier that we <laughs> Padma uh, Padma Lakshmi, um, you know, commented on one of my videos. She, she's she's really pretty, you guys. <laughs> she, she, she's really pretty. Uh, and, you know, I get this event's talent. Like, that's so cool. Like, how, who, when is that ever going to happen in the real world if I'm just doing stand-up? Probably, you know, a lot less frequently than I would like. <laughs> so that's been that's been pretty great. You know, it's 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 a great discovery tool to, and especially for me, who's I've done stuff for years and years, you know, like the guild was freaking 2011, I think was the last time we shot the guild. Um, that was, that's a, that's a millennia ago for Gen Z. So like to find old fans, to reconnect with people that, you know, uh, really love the stuff that I produced in the past. Like that's been really wonderful. Nice. Um, so I, I, and I'll say this, I'm loving discord. I gotta tell you, I was a skeptic. I was like, I don't want to sign up for another dumb thing. How dare you? And yeah. now I'm like, it's my favorite place to hang out. Cause I'm just hanging out with my fans and friends and funny people uh in discord and it's like it's like my own little personal uh twitter you know without all the toxicity and grossness it's just like it's like well, a, it kind of, a happy fun place to hang it's like a, it's like a little meet and greet when you think about it it kind of takes yeah. away all the things that people usually can't do i mean we we obviously doing stand-up we're hearing people who are like 40 and 45 like this is the first time they've ever been to a show like they've never yeah. even conceived of going to a show yeah. So I think that's what exactly what social media is doing for that moment that we're having right now is like, oh, this is a thing we can go, we can go watch. I'm like, yes, please come out. I love that point, Mary. It's like, it's making it more accessible for people who didn't, weren't, weren't yeah. previously able for whatever reason to get out to these yep. and to see this comedy, to see these points of view, to see these perspectives. I'm, t I'm talking a lot about my sort of identity crisis as an Indian American and feeling like I've lived between these two worlds and I, I'm not at, at, at home nowhere. And just saying it out loud and, and putting in my comedy and having people react to it and uh, say, yeah, me too. Oh my gosh. Like that is, that is so healing and, and uh, fun. I just can't, you know, like I feel like that, that connection is making me feel more at home in my own, in my own skin. And uh, so that, that's, that kind of stuff is priceless. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Uh, so when is Desi Quest coming out? Okay, thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> thanks oh, God. That, no. no, no, that's great. Um, so uh, I want what I want to say is you guys should go to DesiQuest.com and put in your email and join our mailing list because you'll get the latest and greatest information on this. Absolutely love it. I cannot wait for the world to see this project. I am just like... 
I, trust me, I want it to come out to the world as much as anybody else that's interested in seeing it. But we are just making sure that we're going to make the best thing possible. So, we, so for people who don't know, Daisy Quest uh, is a project that we kickstarted. It's a it's a Dungeons and Dragons uh, based kind of show. Uh, so a lot of people don't even know what this format is. It's called an actual play, where people play a tabletop role playing game like Pathfinder or Dungeons and Dragons or these, you know long-standing rpgs role-playing games right and you f basically film them playing that that and they play in character it's like this long-form improv it's this really cool hybrid format it's long-form improv slash kind of unscripted show um but it's just uh, as a as a vehicle to explore a culture that's what we that's what we decided to do with it we decided to create a south asian mythology behind it jasmine buller uh, who's at that that bronze girl everywhere? She's amazing. If you're not following her and you're interested in this space at all, you should be. She was our dungeon master. She created this whole sort of South Asian mythological inspired universe that we can then play, um, you know, an RPG within. And we had this incredible cast: Anjali Bamani, um, Rekha Shankar, and Omar Najam and myself. And it was just honestly one of the best things I've ever like one of the most emotional experiences I've ever had on camera, just to be at a table of all South Asians and do something that was creative, comedic, dramatic, all mixed together and in high fantasy, which you never get to do. Like it was just the fucking coolest thing. Um, so I really hope that people, so to answer your question and not really answer your question, <laughs> is we are in post-production right now. We're just okay. trying to figure out what's the best way to do this. We're, we're hoping that it'll be, it'll def, like, I, I don't want to say definitely anything. Our, we're gunning for obviously um, end of summer, early fall. That's kind of like where it's, but look, we're, we're a low budget um, situation. We raised, you know, 150K on Kickstarter, which sounds like a lot, but gets you like seven muffins in Hollywood. So it's not as much as you think. Um, typically shows like this run 2X, 3X that budget, if not more. So okay. we are working on a shoestring. It's a, just a passion project all the way through and through. And everyone, and we got like the, like, mo, you know, most seasoned editors in this space to be working on a show because they believe in it, but they're working at it for rates where they have to do other work as well. So we're just dealing with moving schedules and yeah. trying to, uh, to, to find the right window, we're, but we're pushing ahead, making the best possible show for our, for our Kickstarter uh, backers and for our what we believe will be our future throngs of fans. <laughs> but that's it. These are these are the moments that actually like this is where you get your cult classics. This is where people start. They they're in it because they're not in it for the budget. They're in it for the story. And anybody mm -hmm. who's ever played D and D, your dungeon master can make or break your game. Like it makes or breaks the entire rhythm of what you're doing. Let me just say, I don't, I listen, I haven't done a lot of long form d and I've done quite a bit and I've had a few amazing DMs. Um, Jasmine is uh, on another planet, I think. Um, so I can't wait for people to see, not just like her, she's already someone who's ex like exhibited her incredible skill on Dimension 20 and, 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 and all these other spots. But when you see her in her world that she just like, the blood, sweat, and tears are every bit of her DNA went into the DNA of this universe. Like, I think it's just, um, I can't wait. I think it's just absolutely That's exciting. exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Cause this is taking off again. This is not D and D is and, and magic and all these things are not like hidden in your basement anymore. These are mainstream. No. It's having a moment and it's having a moment because I believe that like it does, 
D, what what TTRPGs do is what we want out of any good story, which is ultimately to situate you in a universe, make you feel like you're dropped in, you're in the perspective, and you're connected to these characters. It does that in a way, in, in a format that I think is un, unrivaled, and that's why people are really connected. I've never cried doing improv before. That has never happened. I've done 20 years of improv at on the biggest stages, Groundlings, UCB, you name it. I've never cried like sincerely in this show i'm just saying there were tears and wow. i don't wow. i i think that D D is really the or ttrpgs like that format it really lends itself to it because you really immerse yourself in this character and you're living instead of when you do a normal improv show you're doing like 15 20 characters maybe sometimes in 20 minutes in here right. you're living as this character inevitably by episode three someone's going to ask you like hey where's your family in all this like why why are why are you as this character fighting for what you're fighting for? Why do you why are you adventuring? What do you what's your purpose? And like you have to come up with some answers. You got to yes and and figure out a way to and then yeah. and then you start believing those. You're like yeah I, I'm fighting for this kid that that I that that is you know uh, whatever it is whatever whatever you yeah <laughs> and you start living in this world and and I think that it brings out emotions. So then eventually when you're fighting these big bosses, you're like shit I'm fighting for my family. You know yeah. like and and it, and and so I think that's why people connect with shows yeah. like this more, more, more and more. You're seeing, you're seeing um, the popularity of these shows skyrocket. It's because people are ha they're feeling the emotional roller coaster mm -hmm. um, exactly. that you want to feel when you are told a great story. But they're doing that because the, the characters in it are they're believing that truth. They really truly are embodying it. So it makes it so easy as a viewer to fall to fall in with that story. And then what? What's going on next? And so, it's still fun and funny and silly. Like that's the beauty too. It's 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 not all awesome. just like all the drama. You can break out a character, just be yourself, ask questions about how, how the format works. Like that, I'm like relatively new, so I was able to be like, "Yo, I don't get this." Um, <laughs> oh, like, what's this mechanic? And then like just so. Why people? Why do people love podcasts? Why do people love you know any sort of reality stuff? It's just people just being themselves and being right. real. So you're kind of like both, and you're you're having this parasocial thing where you are. I'm just being myself with my pals Anjali and Omar, and everybody's loving that chemistry probably because mm -hmm. we love that chemistry. And then also dropping into this like emotional, interesting story, high fantasy story. So you're kind of getting the best of That's both fascinating. worlds. That's nice. why I think that that formats. Uh, killing it i'm super excited for it definitely so we put the, yeah we put the website out there desiquest.com hit it up for all the latest details yes all right um uh, i'm gonna combine two questions maybe they go hand in hand do you have a hidden talent and what's next on your bucket list i think people have seen probably i, I used to be a gymnast so like oh I, I I've done some backflips and music videos for the guild and I'll occasionally do handstand contests at conventions. Uh, <laughs> so like, yeah. You have some room behind you, right? What's that? You do have some room behind you, right? Can you show us? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm very stretched out right now. Um, I mean, I can, I fucking can. Oh, Mary, what do you say? Why, why I was aggressive. I was I, I was giving you an out, and you came back with I fucking can't. I'll, I'll give you a I'll give you a handstand if you want a handstand. I'll, I I it won't be hidden anymore as a talent, but I'll give you a handstand if you want. Oh, uh, hard face. <laughs> yeah, and then uh we we'll do that at the very end. Um, and uh, then uh, what was the second question? Bucket uh, list. Yeah, next thing on your bucket list. Um, to uh, 
I let's see. Next thing on my bucket list is more travel. I want to go to Japan and Greece. Nice. Oh, All right. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Any any of it family? Yeah, with my with my little guy and my wife. I like them both. It's it's the <laughs> best cool. traveling. Traveling with the little is the best. My daughter, we started traveling with her at six months. She's almost nine now. I absolutely love traveling with her. It's you amazing to see it. Just you just get to experience the whole world again as this like observer, but like through yep. their eyes at the same. It's just the coolest thing. It is. It is. It gets better <laughs> it. the older they get. I love it, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, you talked about doing cons. I know that you're all over with that. Where is, what is the weirdest fan encounter you've had? I'm sure some people haven't been cool like us. So, um, fans are mostly cool. Uh, <laughs> and, and weird could be synonymous with more like odd, like something like, huh, I wasn't expecting that from said person. Yeah, yeah, totally. No. Uh, so the, the one that I, I tend to bring up, I'm trying to think if there's a different one than what I've already said, but this one guy was like, uh, you know, he, he wanted to get a photo together and he was like, can I, um, I hope this isn't strange to Ash, but I can, can I, can I carry you? Can I like hold you like a baby? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I, like, I, maybe I wasn't drunk enough or something, but I, I just was like, yeah, no, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> Because no, it would be in that moment that he's caring. You have that moment of where am I, I in my career? Would have been funny and fine, and I, honestly, catch me in the right mood, I would have been like, "Let's do it, pal." Um, <laughs> but for some reason, I I just was like, "Nah." Uh, and uh, yeah, the, I'd say the worst that, that wasn't even bad because then he was like, "Okay, no problem. Sorry, 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 sorry." Uh, and it was like, "No, no, it's fine. It's just I don't feel like being carried right now." <laughs> I just I don't know. Again, um, maybe a few beers. Um, but, uh, the <laughs> As opposed one, to the I, times. Remember, I remember the, the, one of the, one of the times that I was really like, this is early on, this is at a BlizzCon and I didn't really understand like the neck, the negative side of the parasocial relationship until this happened where I was just kind of like rushing to go to the bathroom. We had, we, this was like at the height of the guild we had at BlizzCon, which is like, the could there be any people. more concentrated place yeah. of just our types of fans there you know like yeah. the home of world of warcraft right so like uh we had you know it was just end to end we were scheduled that could barely work in a bathroom break so i was running to get go to the bathroom uh it, for this like quick as quick as possible break we had this huge line and as i was running you know someone was like Zabu, oh, I want a picture with you. And I was like, yeah, I really have to pee. Please, there's a, there, the line's over there. I'll be back. And then he was like, oh, I see how it is. You think you're so fucking cool. And was like, oh, oh. fuck you. Like, he, like, gave me this thing. And I just, it just, like, it, it like, made my heart drop, you know? And I was like, I don't have time to care that much because I have to pee. But, like, it, you just realize the expectations some people have over, yeah. like, time. And, like, you're just like, dude, I got to pee. Like, don't you ever have to pee? Like, I just can't believe people have the audacity to flip on such a dime like that to be, like, I expect yeah. you to basically do whatever I want in this. But, like, I get it. Like, from the from the perspective of, like, oh, how what, what's the big deal? It's just a picture. It takes two seconds. But you got to understand that, like, that two seconds is valuable when you are, uh, when your bladder is about to burst, right? <laughs> Having some human empathy in that moment, but 
people just see it as like, oh, you're too big for your own bre- you breaches or whatever. Maybe, um, yeah. Maybe the next time these two guys can actually put a diaper on you, hold them, hold, hold you in their arms, and feed you beer. Perfect. Everybody wins, right? Everyone wins. Look at yeah. that, Wendy. You are. <laughs> you, you're a master negotiator. You I am. Do. I want to be there. Solve, <laughs> yeah, I think if anyone can get in there and solve Israel versus Pakistan, it's you. Or, or Israel versus <laughs> Pakistan. Palestine. Oh, oh my god. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> I'm in Palestine. Oh gosh. I'm gonna get flanked for that. Mary, stop recording. That's it. <laughs> he used the safe word. That, that's what, that was it. <laughs> ba- 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 Pakistan was the safe yeah. word. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out. Oh, well, let's go to a little different kind of question here. What's on your music playlist right now? What are you listening to? I am listening to a lot of kids songs, um, but Yay. also a lot of cool songs. My my son is also cool. Um, so it's a great <laughs> combination of, he loves right now, uh, Led Zeppelin, nice. uh, the Lion King soundtrack, and Lisa Loeb's kids album, which is awesome. <laughs> wow, that's a. Has he not ventured into the Snoop Dogg kids album yet? He is not. Oh man, I'm gonna have to hit that up. Oh, uh, it's some. Bo- there are some bangers on that. I'm not gonna he lie. Loves it's drums, actually... and so he's really big into rhythm and drums. Yeah, and, that's uh, perfect then. So he like wants to find the rockinest, or like the best drum beats, um, for everything. So that's good. You got to hit Snoop yeah. Dogg up. Uh, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm a radio. I, I can't not listen to Radiohead when I write. So that's, I listen to a lot of Radiohead. There you go. That's what it is. Nice. Right. What's your favorite song? Um, I'm asking all the hard questions. Can you tell? Yeah. My favorite Radiohead song or just favorite song, period? Either. I, I just assumed it would be Radiohead, my bad. Um, airbag. I don't know. I like I like all of them. I just listen to them all in a, in a. I like everything on OK Computer. I think is probably probably my, the album that I go to the most. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah, because that's usually it. Like, if you have certain albums that like you hit that right mood that gets you yeah. into the mindset of what you're looking, what you're trying to produce, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. I don't know. I I uh, I will just listen to Radiohead, not like the whole all of it. So. Um, and I, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know which song that is. I don't, I'm not good with song titles, but basically I start yeah. with OK Computer and just let Spotify do the rest. Just do its thing. That's yeah. it. Cool. All right. Um, is there a joke or any topic you would not touch in comedy in front of your family or just in general? Like you don't want to talk about things, some sort of things. I love when public things ask me, what's the thing that you don't want to talk about in public? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's explore. Um, so far, I haven't met something that I didn't want to find some kind of an angle on. I mean, there's some, there's like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to make people feel bad, <laughs> like in my family. I don't, I always try to at least tell a spin on it that I feel like that they will appreciate the the perspective rather than be like, oh, that's. That's me. Right. That hurts my feelings or anything like that. Like I'd rather, like I did my whole set in front of my parents for the first time recently at the comedy store, which was really funny and fun. And I called them out, and like the like the audience at the comedy store was loving it. 
uh, which was cool. They like they just loved that I called my parents out. I was like, because I couldn't help it. They're sitting. They put them right in the freaking front. They sat them right wow. in the front. So I'm just staring at my mom and dad while I'm telling these like jokes about like being raised in their household, right? Um, and so it was like it was great. I was like, I could be like, by the way, they're right here. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the eyes were crazy for it, and uh, it, it made for a lot of good little in between material. Um, so yeah, and they they were eating it up. They had a great time. So uh, you know, to me, uh, I I can't. I don't know what would be untouchable. Um, yeah. But you know, I try. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I what, what the challenge that I've been recently trying to do is actually think of stuff that I feel like is untouchable, and then go like, what's my take on it? Like I just did. So some of the clips that you're about to see, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil much, but uh, on, on my Instagram coming out in the coming weeks is about the Hindu swastika, the swastik. Okay. I'm so interested in this, in how this symbol is, you know, this mollifying thing for the world and yet like shows up at my cousin's baby shower <laughs> um, and just trying to reconcile with that. And so I wanted, so that's, that's something that I wanted to kind of like talk about. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good though. We, yeah, no, because we think about it culturally. Like I'm Mexican American, so like if I had my parents in the front row, I would be dying if I talked about any of any of my sex jokes or anything along those lines. That would be like I would die. I don't know, Tamir, you probably don't care, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, if your parents in the audience, I won't care. Yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Tanvir. I'm so sorry. I was calling you Tanvir. I, I didn't. I didn't know I was yeah, my, my bad. Um, <laughs> Also, Tanvi is my cousin, so I was like, I just okay. <laughs> got it. Got well, it. some more your cousins, man. We are. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're related in some capacity. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, that's right. Like, I yeah, I wouldn't. You're right. I probably wouldn't go super hypersexual for my parents. Yeah. Like, like I got a solid cuckolding joke that I probably would, wouldn't. Do <laughs> you're like, but it would hit so hard right now. <laughs> about having immigrant parents though is that like if you're not swearing in hindi or gujarati like you kind of can get away with a lot because they get i'm not going to know what cuckolding is honestly yeah. <laughs> do that joke and they would just be like cool like you just kind of wash over them yeah and, you know, um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> have i translated that shit to gujarati <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> what you got, Tender? Uh, I got one more, and then you can go. Um, do you have any pre-show routine? Like, okay, when I go on stage, Panic. <laughs> I, I, I do want to point out one thing though. I definitely check my zipper. That's one thing I definitely do. Uh, dude, that is that is a hundred percent. I so my because I am terrible with zipping my fly. Ter <laughs> it's like it like people who know me, they are like. It is like the classic, like, it's weird if my fly is not down at this point. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. I cannot figure out, like, what part of the bathroom routine do I just, why do I skip the fly zip up? I don't get it. So before I go up on stage, I check that shit, like, 25 times. And my wife, like, will text me and be like, check your zipper, check your zipper, check your zipper. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, but it, I'm sure it's going to happen. One of these Just days, yeah. Mathematically speaking, it has to. You, what you have to make sure is that what you're wearing underneath is profitable to where you can get an endorsement deal from them. Like it's be MeUndies yeah. or something. So That's <laughs> turn it into an opportunity. They should put their logo like right, right, in, the, right in the power window. 
<laughs> I don't think we want to encourage people to leave it down, but in case you do. It's going to be the new hip thing. <laughs> leave the window open. Yeah. Uh, one of my second to last questions we have is what is the biggest misconception you had about Hollywood? You live out in the LA uh, area, right? Yeah. Um, that, oh man, let's see. Probably that, uh, I didn't understand what networking really meant. I thought I, what I realize now looking back, I've been here so in in uh, December it'll be my twentieth year in in LA. Um, a score. I thought it was a lot more. You know, I thought it was all this schmoozing, and it's kind of like the whole who you know mentality. Mm -hmm. It it there, networking matters, and who you know matters. But who do you authentically know? Right. I think that's the the piece that that is missing. It's not. It's it, it's not how many famous people on your Rolodex. It's how many people on your Rolodex that care about you yeah and that you care about that you'll keep going back to when times are tough when yeah. you know you're up against it and that you could say hey man income's really really hurting right now do you guys got anything cooking over and and they won't be like oh well you know and won't be judgmental about that you know who are the people that are in your monkey sphere that you uh you, you like i've i view I now kind of view it as like, oh, it's almost like your graduating class. Like the people that you were in your improv class with, the people that you met in these early general meetings when you were meeting an assistant or, uh, you know, someone quote unquote low on the totem pole at a studio. Like those are eventually going to be the people that run these studios or the people exactly. that are going to be, you know, VPs of comedy at Fox and whatever else. So it's like, who do you really connect with? Like try to connect with them on on a human level. And also it's okay if you don't connect because then they're not for you. And that's okay too. Cause there's fucking thousands of people here. You can't possibly have them all. So who really resonates with you too? Let it be self sorting for yourself. Like you don't feel like you need to get this thing other than a real genuine human connection, um, where you really start jiving with people and feeling like these are my, these are my people so that, you know, cause it, it is really a game of attrition out here. It's like who, who kind of sticks around the longest and has the most, I think, genuine relationships are the ones that really, um, you know, succeed in, in the way. But, you know, you got to take you got to remove the lottery ticket winners out of it. Like there are. Yes, there are, of course, yeah. the people that that hit it big. And that's the stories you hear. And that's the stuff that you're like, well, if I just only did what they did. And it's like you can't. Yeah. You can't follow that path. You got like do what you can do every day. Like what's in your control and what's in your control is, oh, if you get a meeting like, you know. Treat it as an opportunity to connect with a human being, not as an opportunity to sell something or yeah. uh, get somewhere, uh, ladder climb or whatever. Treat it as an opportunity to vet, is there a real relationship I can have with this person? Um, yeah. yeah. People first mentality. People underse undersell that. But I mean, it's also kind of getting to the right flow of the energy flow. I, For me, I strongly believe that where you're supposed to be will fit right. It'll feel better. It'll make sense. So yeah. if you're with the right people and that this is where you're supposed to be right now, and this is like, this is where you make your future. So that, that actually goes a long like, way with us. Yeah. I agree. It's hard. It's hard though. And it's okay in those times when you're like, when you fail at it too. It's okay to fail at that at that mentality and not beat yourself up for it if you don't always hit it. <laughs>
Well, yeah, fail. I don't think failure is a thing anymore. If I'm being honest, like I, I don't. I have a different mentality. I think failure is just showing us like a different direction. It's like, okay, let's let's see what else. I have this quote from Elizabeth Gilbert on my quote wall right now, right? Because I'm that guy. Um, failure has function. Failure has function. It asks you if you want to keep making things. Nice. So it's like an opportunity to, to to test your resolve. I love that. That's um, awesome. All right. <laughs> we got very we got very deep there, guys. We, we yeah, don't really do that. Uh, I do my handstand when we get out of here. Well, hold on. We do one more question. So our uh, last question that we do ask every guest, and we want to thank you so much for being on the show. Like I said, huge fan of you. I'm so grateful that you answered my uh, message. <laughs> uh, when someone Googles you, what do you want your autocomplete to be? Uh, that's a great question. I mostly don't want it to autocomplete some other Sundeep's last name. <laughs> really fucking, but I just want to beat the rest of the Sundeep's. There can be only one. And Highlander rules. Uh, <laughs> don't, there's this YouTuber that's like crushing it. Inspirational speaker guy. I, I'm not. I'm not excited about it. <laughs> um, but I guess I. You know. Well, yeah. This is great. This is like the resume values versus the eulogy values question, right? Like you. Like yep. what do you want? You want some deep parik like kind person, father, great father. Like you know, like <laughs> that's that's what you really want when the, when the chips uh, all get cashed in. Um, but for now, you know, Sandeep uh, Daisy Quest. Go to DaisyQuest.com. Yeah. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's great. It works for me. Nice. All right. Well, well let's see this handstand and then we will uh, stop recording. <laughs> okay. Ready? Here we go. All right. <laughs> I cannot believe He it. is really doing it. This is great. I cannot believe it. I, yeah. I didn't. He's going to put, gonna put some lights on. There you go. Ceiling fan. Oh, oh ceiling fan. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> that's nailed it. <laughs> I did. I did not honestly think you were good, but great you did it. But also, your fly was open this time. No, no. <laughs> Holy shit, I, <laughs> dude! I think we should make all our guests do something. You know. Yeah, on the wall, jump out of the window, window, something. That's pretty good. Cool. We we yeah. never see a hidden talent that gets to be that like that amazing. Like he actually did it. That's I right. Was, I like that. That was great. We should have all of our guests do that. You should send him a special thank you note just for that. Just, just for that. Just for that. <laughs> no, this is great, man. This is great. That was fun. Well, we are so glad you guys watched our episode. Please, please like and subscribe. And if you really, really like it, please share it with your friends, families, and enemies. As always, I'm Mary Picarazzi. And I'm Tanya Rora. <laughs>